live transmission from Charon, July 9th. The days are long. My lover and I are sitting on our bed in our apartment. We are covered with sweat. There is no water in the shower, in the kitchen sink, in the dishwasher, in the washing machine. We are watching the news. It is telling us about the newest immigration country. I am remembering many years ago tales of the old immigration country and the news that it had been destroyed overnight by hydrogen bombs. At that time, the refugees came back to the old countries and swamped us before they started dying of radiation poisoning, their stench filling the air. A new immigration country is a good idea, for our cities are exploding again with people. We have no place to put the ones that we have already, and there are always more and more and more and more. Housing is the only problem that we have, but it is crippling. Murder is no longer a capital crime, as long as you kill more than one person. If you want a place to live, you can take over somebody else's apartment by challenging that person to a duel. When a child reaches two years of age, the father must commit suicide or kill his child. Homosexuality is encouraged, and women are sterilized by lottery unless they can provide a strong legal reason why they should not be sterilized. The new laws are complicated. As we are watching the news on television, my lover tells me that he is pregnant. I'm shocked at first. How can he be pregnant? But then I find out that he is in fact a she, a very clever transvestite wanting a baby in a world of population control. She is armed with a knife and will attack me if I do anything to try and stop the baby. I do nothing, for I love him, her. And I will wait the two years and resign myself to the fate that she has set me up for. In the meantime, she lets herself look like a woman again, and I learn as much as I can about the new immigration country, which is actually the same place as the old immigration country. The radiation levels from the hydrogen bomb attacks have gone down now enough that some settlement can take place to relieve the population stress on the old cities. Unwanted members of society will go first, as it is still dangerous to live in this place. The jails are emptied of convicts and will in turn become emergency housing, as the criminals become nouveau pioneers to the new world. Among them are also political prisoners and fathers who don't want to either end their lives or kill their offspring. I fit into the latter category. We are put aboard a steamer and set out. When I overhear the crew members talking about the mission that they have to sink the ship and all aboard, I steal a dinghy and set out by myself. I am only a few miles away when I can see the burning and sinking ship across the water, 
Its light shining clearly across the calm sea where bodies float, disappearing one by one as the sharks find them. I row and row for days until I reach the new, new world. And there I run ashore and scrounge immediately for food to eat. But first, fresh water to replenish my dried out wispy husk. It is an epiphany, since for the last two years I have been preparing myself for this moment and have trained my body and educated my mind in survival. In the new, new world, I find cities empty of people, overgrown with vegetation. Normally, human beings are the only forces that can produce order and stop entropy and chaos. But all this is only temporary. Without humans, the world returns to normal. I am here a week, inspecting the relics of their old civilization. I find print in many languages. I find canned food. I find old mechanical items. Some things still work. I find a grocery store with a full stock of goods. I break the lock, clean it up, and open my shop. I wait for my first customer. Nobody ever comes, so I smoke the cigarettes and cigars from the stock, even though they are more than 20 years old. I eat the ancient canned peas and peaches. When I've consumed all the stock, I find another grocery store and restock mine. I exercise and train my body using the tools available to me. I read the print media that has been left behind. What trivial pastimes we used to have, I think to myself. The window panes are dusty and cracked. I work hard at cleaning and replacing them. My spot in the city is the only place that isn't overgrown and silent. But even the insects and animals avoid this place. I begin to sense the unnaturalness of all this and move on. The country is wide and vast, and I begin to explore it as I establish a colony of one. I don't know what I shall do to advance civilization in this place, but maybe I needn't do anything. Who needs civilization? There are many civilized things that I could find here, and wonder what they all are. Why did the old countries want to destroy the new immigrants? Did they want to avoid the mistakes of the last century? Were they afraid that the new lands were unholy and would create corrupt evil empires? Did they want to use the land for their own secret purposes? All I know is that I have an enemy in my old masters. They think that they have gotten rid of me. And yet I live. So what next? Will I find secret military bases on this land? Will I find newly evolved cockroach civilizations? Will I find other sorts of mutant creatures? 
Will I find underground survivors from the old regime? If anyone survived the old days, it will have to be those rich or clever enough to prepare for the eventuality that did come to pass. In this case, they will be strong and resourceful people. Survivors. I predict another war. Years pass, and I do not see another living being besides myself. I am convinced that the survivalists have not survived. I want to kill a deer and clothe myself in its skin, but even a living deer cannot be found. The only life in abundance is vegetable life, the roots cracking the old concrete, the leaves blocking out the burning sun. I will begin an arctic trek to return to the old countries to find my son and bring him back with me to this immigration paradise.